0: Welcome to a new episode of Covetris Connected Care. I'm Nicole Knight. Today on the show, we're delighted to talk with Dina Barlow, who is Senior Technical Marketing Specialist at Covetris. A former veterinary technician, Dina brings years of real-world experience, particularly in the area of compounding. She joined Covetris eight years ago, working in both compounding and prescription management. This conversation is perfectly timed, as Kvetris recently partnered with Fear Free with the aim of making checkups and administering prescription medications less stressful for pets and clients alike. Dina, welcome to Cavetris Connected Care. Thank you for having me, Nicole. Start by telling us a bit about yourself and your role at Cavetrus. Once I graduated with a psychology degree from
1: college, you don't 100% know what to yes. be with that degree, but I did know that I wanted to work with animals for the rest of my life. Um, so while muddling around in that uh, quandary, I started working in a practice, and I actually worked there as a veterinary technician for eight years. So I worked at a busy three doctor practice in South Florida. And that time I spent there is absolutely invaluable to me. That being said, it is very hard work. And physically, I'm just not cut out for it. So I decided to take a stab at going into sales. So I was lucky enough to land a job in Houston, Texas with a compounding pharmacy that was then acquired by Vets First Choice. So I was actually exposed to not only compounded medications from early on in my sales career, but also learning about the prescription management platform and being able to help our practices not only expand their in-house pharmacy, but really helping them with the compliance for products that maybe their pet owners weren't taking with them when they were leaving practice, or even those compounded
0: medications that can be so frustrating for
1: practices to prescribe and order.
0: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It's such an important area too. I think let's, let's backtrack. For folks who maybe aren't familiar with our prescription management platform, or compounding services. Could you sort of walk us through that? The Covetra's prescription management platform um, is our online pharmacy,
1: but it goes so much more beyond that, right? So everyone thinks of an online pharmacy as simply a way for pet owners to get medications and have it delivered to their door. But really, for vet clinics, it's an extra way for them to reach their clientele that might say, I have extra heartworm prevention at home. I don't need it. Yet when you look at their medical record, they haven't purchased it since 1992. So it's really a way to increase (laughs) compliance amongst pet owners. And it's not just to expand on what they don't have in clinic.
0: And I think too that these days, the fact that it can be auto-shipped right to someone's front door is so much, it's convenient and you don't, it removes that extra step where maybe they aren't going to use the medication, but here it is, it's arriving just when they need it and they can make sure that their pet has the medication that they need. Even as a former
1: technician, I'm embarrassed sometimes on, you know, sometimes I've forgotten my dog's medicated food or whatnot and I have to go pick it up on an emergency basis (laughs) Covetris also owns Roadrunner Pharmacy and Atlas Pharmaceuticals, which are our 503A and 503B pharmacies. I won't bore you with the details of what the difference with <sighs> those is, but essentially um, we make customized medications for animals that lends itself to compliance. So it might be an easier dose form so the pet owner can more easily give it, or it could actually be a dose form that makes it more pleasant for the pet to take. So really, it's compliance on both ends.
0: Like a flavored, you know, like a bubble gum or a bacon flavored that kind of thing. Is that what you mean?
1: Yes, we can make solutions that are flavored. So if your pet likes chicken marshmallow or orange chicken flavored solution, we can make that. Or we can also make alternative forms, like a a smaller pill that melts in the cat's mouth, so you don't have to worry about the cat spitting it out or the pet owner getting bitten.
0: I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Let's talk about findings from a recent Covetra survey in which 94% of veterinarians said they struggled to find enough time to get things done. Speaking of getting things done, I imagine you're seeing this in practices too, and then other challenges as well. Can you talk about that?
1: After working in practice for eight years, practices being busy is nothing new. However, with the pandemic, practices are being thrown a bunch of new challenges that put even more pressure on the industry. So I think one of the most common complaints I hear right now is that time is a pressure, and that is mostly because of the staffing issues with vet clinics. There's a shortage of veterinary staff, but the demand for veterinary care has not decreased. So it's putting so much extra burden on the practices even though they're doing what they love, it often can feel like just another task, right? Just another nail trim, just another wellness visit. It becomes kind of robotic.
0: Mm, and, Rachel, and that's sad I because what they do is them. so important. You bring unique experience to this conversation. You've worked in a clinic as you discussed, and then you transition to working with clinics at Covetris. With those two lenses, Share some of the insights that you've gained inside and outside the practice.
1: So one of the things I I think I've taken from being outside of practice now for a while and seeing it with a different lens is the fact that practices aren't always using the most efficient tools to get a job done. Uh, A lot of times when I ask a practice why they're doing something a certain way, I hear the same answer. We've always done it that way. And it's not necessarily a bad answer. At some point, there was an informed decision that was made. And that's why that habit has carried on. But sometimes we need to reassess things as time goes on, because we come up with better solutions. The other thing I'd say I've noticed is that, you know, and it it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Practices are busier than ever. And I think if you were to talk to any veterinary staff member um, from the front of the the clinic to the back, you won't find anyone there who's doing it for money. So true. You know, expressing anal facts or or doing nail trims, right? Those are all means (laughs) to an end. That is the happier, healthier pet. Um, Unfortunately, I do think sometimes... It can feel that way when you're in a clinic, because when you have 40 patients to see in a day, it does become another nail trim and it does become another uh, new puppy appointment or, you know, torn cruciate, whatever it might be, right? But it does become a little bit too routine.
0: Mm -hmm. And to your point about always doing things the way that they have been done, I recall seeing a study in which half of veterinary practices said they've been using the same PIMS software for a decade or more. <laughs> so many. <laughs> and you you know, you just know that there are some features and capabilities out now that maybe weren't available um, back then that they could, you know, possibly really benefit from. So I understand when you say that that propensity to kind of just keep doing things the way that they've always been done. You know, you mentioned you worked specifically with Kvetris' compounding pharmacies, Roadrunner and Atlas. Tell us about what you see there that's maybe exacerbating today's challenging environment.
1: Sure thing. Uh, So I've had the privilege of speaking to many, many practices over my eight-year career at Covetris. And I love talking to clinics and I love hearing how everyone does things. And as I mentioned before, I think most people have a reason. uh, But that being said, I definitely see a lot of inefficiencies in the practice. So one example is actually how practices go about prescribing a patient-specific compound. And it's one of those things I laugh at now. I laugh at the process that I used to do when I was in practice, but to be quite honest, it, it mimics what I see in a lot of other practices. So uh, this is the most common scenario I see the doctor decides that Fluffy needs methimazole. And we already know from the past, Fluffy is very difficult to medicate. So we're gonna recommend a compounded medication. So the next step is that the technician will go in the back and they'll either log into some sort of online portal or call a compounding pharmacy. They'll find out what strengths that compound could be made in, what flavors it's available in, how much it's gonna cost, how long the prescription will last, and what the best use by date is. After they finish doing that, they hang up. Sometimes the client has actually left the building. They'll call the client, go over all of those options. The client will choose one once they okay everything. And that's not it. So once that medication actually comes in, there's someone that's checking it into their practice management software, someone else who's calling the client, letting them know that it's ready to be picked up, and then, of course, there's that actual time spent where that pet owner has to come over probably after, you know, the kids' soccer game or after they got off uh-huh. work They hurry over, pick up that medication, and the receptionist has to spend time checking them out. I added it all up from a true sense of how long that would have taken each staff member at my old practice to do, and it's about 37 minutes per prescription.
0: It's unbelievable. That's crazy, right? and that's for one prescription, one pet. Wow. That's right. And then we oh, wait my for goodness, and it, to fall back. Right. Because they, they have busy lives too. So maybe it takes a little bit more follow-up with them to actually have a conversation with them about the prescription.
1: Absolutely. And so, so if most practices were asked how they handle their patient-specific compounds, they make it sound really easy. They say something like, oh, we have it billed and shipped to the clinic. And then the client comes and picks it up. It sounds like a really simplified process when you describe it that way. But honestly, it's because it touches two or three different technicians' hands and at least one different receptionist's hands before it goes out the door. So no one person is in charge of that. But really, it's a huge time suck in the animal hospital. And it's not necessarily about those three minutes here and those three minutes there. For me, it's what that technician, that receptionist, that veterinarian could be doing that is more valuable, not only to their business, but to the health of their pets.
0: Great point. That makes so much sense. Given the issues you've described, Dina, what steps could a practice take to handle these scenarios? What do you think?
1: One thing I think being extremely busy leads to is being very task oriented versus patient based outcomes. Um, And what I mean by that is we focus on doing the nail trim, doing the blood draw, doing the fecal, administering the vaccines, but we forget why we are doing it sometimes. And that's for the health of the pets. And we want our pets to live healthy, happy lives. So one of the things I've noticed as a pet owner now is that we don't always ask pet owners what's best for them, right? So a lot of times, we're handed medications, we're told to administer the medications, we might even be shown how to do it. But in reality, as a technician or as a veterinarian, you are the expert. You're doing that day in, day out. Practice makes perfect, right? So when we're sending these things home with our pet owners, sometimes you're losing that perspective of how difficult something that might be easy for a technician is. Instead of reaching for compounds, for example, only when you have a pet owner that comes back after two weeks, the ear infection isn't cleared up and the pet owner admits they weren't compliant at that point because they're somewhat embarrassed, right? You made it look so easy. Um, I think (laughs) like that, it's it's helpful to have that conversation before that pet owner even leaves. Do you think you can administer Mm -hmm. the ear medication twice a day for 14 days? Is that going to be difficult to you? Right. So having those conversations up front actually opens up the door for clients to let you know what their problems are beforehand, because chances are this isn't the first ear infection they've treated. It's probably not the first time they've had to give their dog or cat pills. It might be since they're spay and neuter. That was a long time ago, right? So really just remembering that it's another appointment for you. That pet owner probably only comes to you every six months or a year. So to consider that, keep that in mind.
0: Hmm. 1,000%. Well, well said. Dina, any other insights from being at, you know, both inside a clinic and now working with clinics that you want to share with listeners? Yes. Yeah, so um,
1: first I'd like to thank all veterinarians, technicians, receptionists, kennel staff members for what you guys do. I know sometimes it seems like it's all, going unnoticed. But we see you, we hear you, we appreciate what you
0: do. Dina, as we wrap up, any parting words you'd like to share? Yes. So one of the things I've noticed
1: after working in practice and now, of course, working on the business side of things and returning to the vet's office as an actual pet owner is that it's easy to forget what it's like to be a client. So one of the reasons Covetra's compounding has recently exclusively partnered with Fear Free is because we realize that from the pet owner's point of view, medicating isn't usually an easy process. So as veterinary technicians and veterinarians, we have so much practice on administering medication, it's easy for us because we do it every single day. But when we're dispensing medication to the pet owner at the end of a visit, the owner is often overwhelmed with the information they've just received And then we're asking them to go home and give their pet this medication once or twice daily. And if it's for a chronic condition, we're asking them to give it for the rest of their pet's lives. So if the pet owner can give the commercially available drug by hiding it in a pill pocket or peanut butter or cheese, I actually even had one pet owner tell me that they were hiding their pet's pills in a stick of butter. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's great, right? But I think we should be asking the pet owner before they ever even go home with that medication if they've ever given their pet medication before and make sure they have tips and tricks to give it when they get home. Because if they can't, we have a sick pet on our hands, not getting the medication they need. And if they end up reporting it is difficult to give the medication and it causes compliance issues, then we should be talking to them about alternatives like compounded chewables or liquid suspensions so we can have it flavored to that pet's personal needs.
0: Dina, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for coming on Conventra's Connected Care. Thanks for having me, Nicole.